Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Jaron Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. How's your uh, camera look? That's what we're going to have to figure out. How does my camera look? Is this your camera? Yeah. Stuart will be good at the camera work. Oh, for sure. So we'll have to figure it out once uh, the delay. Uh, well, we got a thumbs up. Done. That looks all right, Weber? We got a Stuart Weber thumbs up. I'll take that all day. They must have vacuumed. Oh, yeah, we're, we're rocking and rolling. We're good. When, when the camera's up on the, student, oh, the desk, I got you. you're just sitting here like they were going to look through this tripod the whole time. What? What are you talking about? Did you see a moment ago it was like up here? Yeah, I don't know if you're recording something for the show. I don't know what you're doing, man. I don't, I don't ask questions. I, I, you, that's I, good. Even, I, I even came in here and I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to move it because Brent made that for something. I don't know what's going on, man. <laughs> hey, Half hey. the time you got cameras in here, you're recording stuff for the show, so I don't know what's going on. The simplicity of you is fantastic. I yeah, love it. I, mean, I hey, appreciate it. Not my camera, not my problem, as I say. <laughs> yes, exactly. Which, by the way, you set it up perfectly in one shot. You just put it in the right spot perfect. Perfect. Uh, yeah, about yeah, get the touch. How about we got you know we didn't really even do this yesterday because I didn't want to get Stuart was just kind of trying this out yeah but yeah. Weber's with us for a couple of weeks now for sure so Weber's like a part of the show yeah he's actually pushing the buttons you won't see his ugly face but he's pushing the buttons <laughs> you can hear him it's got, and uh, and taking over face. no coos you can hear his ugly face yeah uh, no coos yeah here on the show for a couple of weeks are, uh, are we gonna tell what happened I don't. Was he watching Game of Thrones again? He was, yeah, he was. Just, he's fired. No, mm. no, no. <laughs> Kidding. What happened? What did show up on that computer over there? That's what I'm talking about, man. Uh, There's yeah. a lot of pop-ups. I don't know why. Yeah. Oh, hey, I don't understand. yo. Ah. Don't drag that man to the mud like that. Yeah, <laughs> Control tell him, W. Yeah, yeah he, he's got other business. <laughs> is that what it is? I don't know. That's what w. Weber said. He, he's he's, <laughs> like, he's, he's, he's pursuing really other business opportunities. Could you just say that? Yeah, or I not? guess. Could you not say that? I've got to be honest I mean, it's with pretty you. obvious. If you turn on a different station right now, you're going to hear him. I've I'm going to be honest with you. I have no idea what's really going on with Coos. I okay. just know he's not here for a couple weeks. Sure, Within sure. the family, though, Austin, I think that's important to me. Yeah, know. unlike somebody else who, who tried to man. jump to the competition Absolutely. in the last couple weeks. Yeah. Coos is staying in the family. It's all good, man. They've had a most Southwest picture in my profile <laughs> on Twitter. Maybe they get back to me. But until that time, I'm, I'm, a, I'm the ESPN 690, man. So hey, that is what it is. The question is, does most, does most get more love from us or for them? No, trust me, it's from them. Okay. <laughs> Not sure if you're on social media at all. It's from them. <laughs> Hence why we're not getting the checks cut right now for us. Because, well, I say it maybe twice a week. <laughs> not even close to what they're bringing to the table. <laughs> well, uh, but, but, yes, I do appreciate you uh, not trying to drag me into the show as much yesterday as I was still figuring stuff out back here yeah. a little bit at that point. If anybody can figure out, it's Weber. I was pleasantly surprised how good he was yesterday. Well, I mean, there's a good. lot going on back there, man. And there's a lot of buttons. And, and I can appreciate your ability to adapt. Today he's got Jason Fitz that he's got to call. He's oh, Josh man. Allen calling in. A non-904 area code. I had to ask who's. How do I do that? Yeah. You just have to hit one. Before. Uh, is that <laughs> it? Okay. Okay. Well, the funny for, thing is, for a 1400 SAT guy, don't I didn't think that was going to trip you up. Don't undersell it. It's, <laughs> hard, it's hard stuff. Eight years at the TV station, I have, I still don't answer that phone very often, so I like to throw that out in the newsroom. Hey, how do you answer the phones here? That really ticks them off because, well, we don't really answer the phones much. We do say that. We have, what do we have? One phone down in the sports office? Yeah, we, we originally were going to have four, and then we realized they kept ringing, so we got it down to just one at your desk. <laughs> sure. And then we all realized that if we don't answer it, it goes to your voicemail. So now we just don't answer it at all. And yeah. it just, 
everything files right into your voicemail. Well, you get some pretty cool messages. Oh, yeah. We get yeah. some great ones. We've played some in the past, yeah. I think. Oh, yeah. But, it, you know, it's fascinating, really, the phones, because the phones down there are like TVs in here. Yeah. <laughs> they don't exist. No, for sure. <laughs> like, they don't need to. Like whoa, they do whoa, need to whoa, here. Whoa, whoa, yeah, yeah, yeah. But down there, so. they don't. Like I you mean, really, you really question whether you need a work phone anymore. You know, the one that sits on your desk or a, or a home phone. Even well, we kind of well, yeah, well, we, we don't, don't get any. Yeah. We don't get any cell service in our office. So now we, you know, you kind of could use. Well, one. that's a good point. I mean, the cell service—it's a dungeon down there now. <laughs> I mean, you got no windows in the TV side. It is awful. Like you can't talk. Which I still don't even know how that happens anymore. Like, I don't know how you lose. Steph actually was calling me on the way home. She went out to lunch, and I was talking to her. I was in the house, yeah, and it was breaking up. I'm like, how's this happen? Mm. How's this still happen? Like, yeah. it's like St. John's County. I, was, now, I get it if we're in Callahan. Yeah. I mean, listen, you kind of pick that spot, and you know you're going to have a few less cell towers. I sure. understand it. But how it happens in our building... And how it happens, like, at my house still, yeah. I don't fully understand Sounds it. like we have some grievances you should pick up with the union. Yeah, well, can you hear is me there, now? Can you news, hear me now? Is there a news anchor union? Not in this market. Mm. I always measure. There are others. Remember mm. the Can You Hear Me Now campaign? Of course, yeah. All right. Yeah, I always know that. That guy's with Sprint now. Yes, Big he flex. is. He's, he's gone all over the place, right? Big flex. So mm-hmm. what was, that was AT&T. I think so, yes. It was AT&T, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Even singular. <laughs> Oh, was it single? <laughs> it might have been. It might be Apple. Yeah, no, yeah, no, you know what? You might be right. Yeah, let me see. Right. <laughs> you might be right. So I thought it was a big company. Singular well, was big. Well, at the time, Singular was pretty big, I think. Yeah, AT&T. Yeah, okay. But they weren't AT&T. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. It might have been AT&T. Uh, but anyway, I, I always remember that because I emceed an event. It was Verizon, by the way. Ah, Verizon. Missed oh, that it by was, that much. That was Verizon, Verizon. So it was a big company. Yes. I... I does Singular still exist? I have no, I got bought really know what you guys are talking about. Okay. I had Singular back in the day. Singular. Yeah. Interest. I don't... But I always know the Can You Hear Me Now campaign happened around 2001, like 2000, 2001, 2002. That's like my designation because okay. I remember I was in Providence and I was emceeing an event. And I remember that being like one of my like catch lines of somehow. <laughs> somehow. Like, I don't remember what context, yeah. but yeah, I remember, yeah. you know, you're trying to be funny here or there yeah, or, yeah, once yeah. Or, or have a line. Yeah. And back then I probably was nervous out of my sure, mind to even sure. do a public so, appearance. So, so you had to break that ice a little yeah. bit. Can and, you hear me now? So somewhere along the way. We, oh, I know why. Because the mic wasn't working, right? So, you know, every, you now? every yeah. place you go, the mic doesn't work yeah. the first three times. Sure. And, uh, and it was a can you hear me now thing. Okay. But that's how I like remember that that sure. was 2000, either 2000, 2001, 2002, because that's when I was so, in Providence. So what you're saying is like the, can you hear me now, the 2000s when you were in your prime was kind of like in the 90s, it was like, what's up? Like that thing. <laughs> right? Like, I, how, was that a how 90s many? thing? No, that was, that was in the 2000s. I thought that was a 90s thing for that sure. Feels, I, I was, was a kid. kid. That feels like I was a kid, man. Oh, yeah, that's a 90s really? thing. Absolutely. That was like when did Bud Scream Wright, right? come out? Because I, I, I always yeah, associated with Bud Weiser, I think it was. It was Bud Weiser? Yeah, yeah. Scream? I, I think am, it's because of the, the that oh, scary the, movie. That scary movie, yeah, that's yeah, why. yeah, yeah. All right, can we make a little bit of bet? What's up? Oh. I'm gonna make a bet. I believe that's after 2000. How much I put on it? We'll go, not just a little like Diet Coke bet. Okay. Just, see, I don't drink soda though, so can we just put it for pride? Pride. For sure. Pride. Okay, good. I mean, I really like to win something. Yeah, but, but sure. it's it's gonna rot your teeth, man. I don't, I don't like. I, know, Coke. I already yeah. had a couple today. Uh, <laughs> so. It was what's up, right? What's up? <laughs> what's up? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the so you think it's Budweiser? I'm gonna. Well, it, it was Budweiser, or like like the whole Bud Light fam, whatever. Yeah. That, that whole family. All right, let's see. Oh, you know what? Now because it was the frogs first. The frogs oh. came first. See, this is this is pretty close. For you or me? Well, I, I, I was ninety-nine. Say ninety-nine. Uh, the first spot aired Monday Night Football, December twentieth. That's too bad. Hey, that's too bad, bro. Missed it by a bit. 
nine months. I'm a Diet Coke now, please. December 20th. Pride, baby. I'm missing my Pride's on the line. Hey, I didn't say when it was going to be. I just said it was the 90s. Uh, yeah, when hey. you guys said the 90s, oh, you were thinking no, like hey, 92. Hey, don't try to bring technicalities into it, Brent. All right? I won the bet. They put a lot of work into that campaign and had to give it at least one run before Y2K. Just good in point. case. It's a good point. Just That's in case. Right. It's a good I'm point. Like, that is another one, man. I remember. That's what my. It's so funny. Y2K was a thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was a big thing. I had just got in the business. I hosted a New Year's Eve party in yeah. Alexandria, Louisiana, yeah, yeah. and they thought the world might end that night. Like, sure. we kissed everybody goodbye, kisses and hugs, call your parents. <laughs> it was like, hey, we don't know if we're making it to the flip. Yeah. So much technology in Alexandria. Man. Like, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, sure I was a kid. Issue. We didn't have a computer at the time. Like, we had a little black and white. Like, we had we had nothing. So I was good, man. I'm like, bring it on. Dude, we, we have bees over here. It was one of my favorite we guys. Like, I got, I got to be like Dick Clark in Alexandria, Louisiana. <laughs> we counted down live on TV. Yeah, to the yeah. millennium. And Man. I was like counting down. It was awesome. The one thing I remember from Y2K is people were buying gas up like the night before. Like everyone went to the gas pump to like, because we had like one gas station in town. It was like a hurricane. Oh, it was like a hurricane. Like, everyone yeah. was like purchasing gas. Like gas was going to short or something. It's crazy. So it's amazing. You go back 99 to 2000 flip. Everybody thought the world was going to end. Now we call that election day. <laughs> Pretty much. It's a good call. Dude, you don't get political on this show, but it's a good call. You did, you did vote today, by the way. Did you? Congratulations. Uh, you a sticker? Fact, voted in a, uh, I did get a sticker. Yeah. Voted in an abandoned earth fair. Oh, you were, yeah, down there. That's in, in, uh, cool. in St. John's County. Yeah, they took a completely empty earth fair and turned it into a voting location, which is actually pretty smart. Yeah, it's pretty smart. If you need cool. a place to social distance. Yeah. You know, I plenty was voting in the seafood section. Somebody <laughs> else was in dairy. It was, was kind of nice. Of, plenty of square footage going on. The kids, Tons. I think, have Tuesday off because they utilize a lot of the schools. So uh, that won't happen. Ty, Ty could not get it out of He couldn't figure it out. He's like, Kaylee's like, will you just shut up about this? He's like, why don't you get this? And he said, I don't understand why we don't have Monday off. It's like, if, why do we have a Tuesday off, but we don't have a Monday off? Yeah. It's like, well, if we're going to have Tuesday off, let's have Monday and Tuesday off. That's a good point. You know? That's a good point. And so he just, uh, he couldn't get it. He just wouldn't process. Yeah. You know, take him out of school that day. I mean, Ty can turn a double play sometimes, but sure. he cannot process this. Well, listen, in your time, I'm kind of with you, man. Let's go. Ty Martineau for superintendent. Let's go. <laughs> superintendent. Yes, that would yeah. be fantastic. Is that what they do? Uh, yeah, they make the schedule. Yeah, superintendent. Yeah, they do yeah, that. Yeah. that or the superintendent, one of those two. Whatever, guys. man. Yeah. Close enough. <laughs> Brent Martineau, Austin Lane. Not coos for the next couple of weeks. Stuart Weber, though, and we appreciate him jumping in, uh, doing a great job. Uh, so we'll hear from Stuart. That will be the third voice. You won't see that face, though, um, at least on <laughs> Camera. It's not like I'm a radio person. I mean, we do television for the main job, for Pete's sake. That's true. That's true. People uh, have seen him before. Hey, Doug Marone, uh, really the only person we're going to hear from all week yeah. is Doug Marone. I, every, media is gonzo. Uh, well, I shouldn't say the only person. We're going to have Josh Allen on the show today. Sure. Uh, so yeah. we will hear a little bit from Josh Allen. But there are no, like, there's. this is it. Today was a scheduled half hour, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, no players, no coaches. And so Doug Marone. And I'll tell you what. This is fat. Doug Marone was fired up. Mm-hmm. You know, I give him a credit here. I really do. Uh, Doug gets it. I've said this before about Doug. And listen, we've said enough things about Doug, and we think they're it's over for this regime. I mean, I don't know how else you could describe it mm-hmm. unless something drastically turns around. But he has the temperament he's had. I think I would have if I'm in his position, and we've seen many coaches have it. Like Mike McCarthy right now. Mm-hmm. He goes to a podium, and it's like going to a funeral, Yeah. right? Uh, Doug is not like that, and he actually took a complete 180 from that today. And 
He's like, I'm fired up to try to figure this thing out. You know, that's his message to the team. And, uh, you know, listen, you can sit here and say, well, it's over. He's trying to save his job. Of course he's trying to save his job. He's trying to save everything right now. But I give him an attaboy for the effort, man. I mean, you might as well, instead of go hide in your office and say, oh, we got no chance, you might as well come out. And I like the fact that he's being transparent about it. Let's go figure something out. Let's do some crazy bleep is what he said. Yeah. And I don't know what that is. We're going to try to figure out what that crazy bleep could be. (laughs) But. I just, I appreciate, I've said this for a long time. He's a big Yankees fan, Mm -hmm. okay? He had a miserable experience leaving Buffalo. And some of that was on him. He left and he had a choice to leave, but it was a miserable experience for him and his family. That's fact. And I think what he's done since then to kind of, to now he's in this situation. It was a little bit in it last year, too. And... Just the tack that he's taken, the tone that he's taken. Uh, I say he's a Yankees fan, so I think he understands the fans' angst. Like, I, I really do think that's a part of it. I've, I don't know if I've covered a coach that has been so open about being a fan of a team than Doug. Like, Doug loves the Yankees. Mm-hmm. And I think when you love the Yankees, when they haven't won a World Series since 2009, like, you get ticked off as a Yankees fan. Like, that's part of it. And so I think he gets it around here a little bit. Like, I think he relates and says... I, I know you guys are ticked off at us. I understand. But he also sitting here saying, hey, let's go get this thing. Let's not just go crawl into our hole, not talk to anybody, not try to figure it out. Let's get this team moving. If we're a part of it down the road, fine. If we're not, fine. But let's let's go have fun the next couple of months and try to figure it out. I like the way he's going about it. Um, we've said a lot of things that we don't like about what the coaching staff's doing. I actually like his temperament here. Yeah, I mean, you'd rather have a guy right now that shows some enthusiasm during the bye week, and obviously the goal is to come in and try to fix what's going on right now. I mean, the the goal of football is to win games, so absolutely. I, I like the fact that he seems energetic and he seems passionate about that. At the same time, though, you know, with Doug Marone, like this – this is his team now, right? When Tom Coughlin was here, um, you got the sense that Doug Marone, whether it was a little influence or there's no influence, but this was Tom Coughlin's team, right? So Doug kind of played second fiddle a little bit. Now that Tom Coughlin's gone, Doug, Doug Marone's had the opportunity to kind of influence his value, influence his you know, philosophies of football, and run things his way. And right now, the way that he's ran things, let's be honest, and regardless of the COVID-19 situation or not, this team is 1-6 and six right now. Right, So you're seeing a situation where he's finally had an opportunity to coach and do things his way, and unfortunately, you know, it hasn't gone his way because they're one and six right now. So whether he's open to new things, like he was saying, or outside-the-box thinking, I understand all of that. But at the end of the day, you're only as good as your wins and your losses, you know, and that's just the way it is. So once again, I'm excited that he's excited, right? And I think the players in that locker room are going to respond great to that. Now, what does that mean? Are we going to be here after three weeks saying like, whoa, what, is he, what, what did he mean when he said, you know, outside the box and new things? Like, hopefully that wasn't all cannon fodder. Hopefully there's some legs to that and we can see a change and a spark and a difference. But until that time, I'm just going to remain optimistic and say, eh, I guess we'll see. Yeah, well, it's interesting he said that, but at the same time, he said, there's only so much you can do. You only have one practice, yeah. essentially, because you're giving these guys days off here, and then they're they're also still under this intense protocol where everything's virtually done, mm-hmm. and so they have a practice next Wednesday before a game, and although it seems like they have two weeks, yeah, they have two weeks to meet, figure things out, you know, take a look at personnel, all those things, but they really don't have, like, two weeks of practice to get ready for the next game, yeah. which is one of the great misleading things i believe of a bye week at any level it's like you don't necessarily have 
this actual two weeks to work with your team to play the next game. Mm-hmm. As a coaching staff, depending on how much you want to put into it, you certainly do have extra time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on the field stuff, you're not going to change the world. And he kind of indicated that. But at the same time, he said, hey, I've done some crazy bleep before sure. and I'm willing to do it again. Uh, and he's certainly fighting for his job. No doubt this is a tact that says, hey, throw caution to the wind. It doesn't matter. Bottom line is I'm done. Like, if we stay like this, I'm done. Yeah. So why not try something else? And I don't mind that. He did say something about a, a specific question that I didn't love. More to your point about the Coughlin-Marone-Caldwell relationship, what it's been and what it is. And I didn't love it. Um, and I questioned it, at least, in my own mind. And I'll ask you about it a little bit later on. Because I'm curious if it's a fair question to ask. Uh, so we'll get into it a little bit later. I'm not even going to And, hint and he also it. did something, and I guess we can get into this later as well. He also mentioned something that, and this isn't just the Doug Marone thing. This is a, a coach everywhere kind of thing. He, he did something that I absolutely can't stand in terms of defending yourself that we'll get into later, too, if you want oh, to. Really? We can do it right now, whenever you want no, to do no, it. No, we'll do it later. Okay, yeah. I like the teases yeah. here yeah, man. on the show. Better believe That's it. That's good. We do yeah. have Josh Allen coming yeah. on the show. Uh, which At we the have, Teaser Tuesdays, we should yeah. call it. <laughs> Appetizer Tuesday. I, I like that uh, one. Sales hey, team. Hey, hey, Applebee's. Hey, What's sales up? team. Hey, Applebee's. Half apps and taps for Appetizer Tuesday. Sales team, I'm doing your job for you. Let's go. I expect that check in the mail tomorrow. Sales team, are you listening? <laughs> Do you listen to this show or are you listening to Coos on the other station? Still part of the umbrella. Still part of the family. We're all Stuart, a team we got to announce that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all a team. Oh, I can't wait now to hear what you say. But yeah. We'll have Josh out a little bit about Doug Marone, you know, because it's no doubt Doug's become a player's coach in the last year and a half or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and you could argue that he was before a little bit. I don't know about a lot of it, but you can argue it. Uh, so we'll get Josh Allen on at 4.30. Jason Fitz coming up at uh, 4 o'clock. Talk a little college football, a lot about the NFL uh, as well. A little Trevor Tracker, uh, Justin Fields, the Fields Report. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, we'll, we'll see these. We've got to start looking at these guys. Bottom line. Mm-hmm. We've got to start looking at these guys. Yeah. And then the QB report card will be just like a 30 second segment today. <laughs> could, could we give Graham Mertz an F right now? <laughs> see, he's out for three or four weeks. Three weeks. 21 yeah. days. They have that 21 day protocol. You see COVID-19, his backup quarterback? They should call it COVID 21. <laughs> you see his backup quarterbacks out too? They're, they're going with their fourth string quarterback now. What I didn't check mm. yet, do you know? You probably know this, but what's their schedule the next few weeks? I don't even know, man. I'll have to look at yeah. it. Now, I did want to look at that because yeah. how catastrophic could this be for Wisconsin? Like, they're, when you lose your quarterback, like they didn't shut down everything. They're yeah. going to play games. Yeah. And they're going to lose their quarterback. You so got Nebraska, Purdue, and Michigan next year. <laughs> well, Nebraska, Purdue, but Michigan obviously big. I mean, Nebraska, Michigan, Purdue, yeah. you're like, well, maybe we can navigate it. Yeah. I mean, come on. You know what they do in Wisconsin. They turn around and hand things off most of the time well, and follow the big sure, but like, Yeah, you're right. We'll see. Uh, listen, I, I have Ohio State winning the Big Ten. Let's just say that much. Don't sleep on uh, Michigan now. I hear you. I hear you. Course. Hey, I uh, had Penn State uh, the are, final are, four. Are we, into our, are we into our final four predictions? We haven't, we haven't done those. Oh, we can do them. Can yeah. I change mine no, from Penn no, State? No, he said Penn State, so <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, we gotta What's go. up, Indiana? When we come back, what kind of crazy bleep <laughs> would you do if you were Doug Marone coming out of the bye week? It's next on ESPN 690. Austin Lane. I want you to put yourself in Leonard Fournette's shoes. Probably a little bigger shoes than you're rocking right now. Oh. Shocker, you're wearing sandals, and that's all good, though. Brent Martino. Well, you are too. They're just like, I mean, they're just like, look I like might as well be. I might as well be. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. And I'm not going to bullshit anyone. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of fired up. 
That is Doug Marone. <laughs> this will be a five bleep soundbite coming up. We didn't want to start the, the segment with it because it will be a five. It needs uh, parental warning. I love it, man. It sounds like my wife when I, she gets home and I've done the dishes already and the clean and everything. She's fired up. Holy bleep. I, I, I didn't see that coming. I'm fired up. I wonder why I don't usually get that from home. I didn't do the dishes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not even really do. It's putting the dishes in the dishwasher, but oh, yeah, congratulations. It's hey, still effort, though. That is effort because you, you have to wash it off in the sink, like the extra food. It's a good. That's effort. good work by effort. You. Thank you, man. You got to help out. <laughs> it is funny. I was leaving the house at like two thirty-five, mm-hmm. uh, and Steph was like walking in. Okay. And based on like, <laughs> you just give her some knucks. It, say it what's was, up? I was like, I said hello. <laughs> And then I said goodbye. Yeah, that was, <laughs> See that's, you. that's about it. it yeah. You know, during the pandemic, it hasn't been like that. Sure, it's been a lot more family time. Oh, it's but in the last two yeah. weeks, like Kaylee had a tournament mm-hmm. two weekends ago on the road. Then we went to Stream Song, mm-hmm. and then she had another tournament. Like, really haven't seen the fam that much. I've seen Ty too much, probably. But I haven't seen the fam that much. We had a nice 30-minute dinner there before we went we to did. the golf trip. We did. We even got dinner out of it. A little kielbasa? That was it, good. Yeah, a little cabbage and kielbasa. I like that. Uh, it's not kielbasa. It's kielbasa. You don't say the L. There's an L in there. Kielbasa. I say it. Yeah, we actually say in Wisconsin, we say kielbasa. Do you, do yeah. you really? Yeah, kielbasa. I say kielbasa. Yeah. Do, do, is, it a, is it a big thing there? In Wisconsin? Oh, come on. Hey, Brett, come on. I, By the way, better not put ketchup on it. No. You could get it stabbed in Wisconsin actually, for doing I've that. I've actually put mustard Coops, on it well, before. Yeah, Coop's mustard, man. Coops. Yeah. yeah, put the Coops on. Yeah. What's up, Coops? Uh, the, what's one of the dozen meals my mom made growing up is cabbage and kielbasa. Good stuff. Uh, but it's it's one of my favorite meals. So, is cabbage and kielbasa, is that Polish? Yes. Or, okay, I got you. So, uh, is your mom Polish? No. Yeah. I don't okay. know why we made it. <laughs> okay. I don't know what the cabbage part is. Cabbage might be the Irish part. Irish part, us, sure. Yeah. You know, and yeah. Throw, but I, I told whoever this, to me... Mm-hmm. Kabasa or kielbasa mm-hmm. is one of people the people say things different ways in different countries. They're right. just in. Yeah. Uh, it's one of the, in my opinion, for my taste buds. Okay. One of the greatest tasting things I've You're ever eaten. You're not lying. I it, I could eat kielbasa all day. Yeah. I mean, like I, I love it. Are you a bratwurst fan in general, though? Like, do you like? Uh, I like brats. Yeah. But See, I, I like I like brats. I do this, like brats, but I, I like kielbasa. I'm telling better. you, man. This this. Dang COVID-19 stuff, because we could have been in Green Bay pregame and at Lambo, and you want to talk about Cubasa on Cubasa on Cubasa, man. Like, those people do it right over there. I haven't ruled out not going. Oh, for real? I don't think I'm going to go. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'm surprised I told you that. I mean, you can go, dude. I don't know. Like, it's, just, it's a bummer for me because, like, my grandparents. Are you, are you right? afraid because they kicked you out of Wisconsin already? A little bit. A little, <laughs> I'm not going to lie, a little bit. That uh, that whole Saints-Packers game still coming back to bite me a little bit. No, it's a bummer because, obviously, I mean, I could go back home and see the grandparents, but with COVID-19, you know, it's not really yeah. responsible to do that. So, um, yeah, it's kind of a bummer. All right. Sorry. Uh, we got on uh, food talk. but um, Mouth is watering. Yeah. I want some now. Mm-hmm. The Doug Marone, five bleep effort on this 40-second soundbite. So, uh, you know, advisory is right there. Yeah. Uh, it's not bad. It's just a bleep. I mean, it's okay. It's not we, like you went. didn't say bleeps. It, I mean, you didn't, you didn't tell anybody to shut up like Jerry Jones did. Right. Uh, Guy's so, unhinged. Yeah, he yeah. is. But uh, here's Doug Marone. Listen to it. And I'm not going to bullshit anyone. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of fired up. I'm going to bust my ass. Man, I mean, I'm telling you now, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going to look at some things. I want to go a little bit outside the box. I mean, I want to, you know, challenge these coaches and challenge these players. I'm sure people are going to, you know, you know, mock me for that or say whatever the hell they want, but I really don't give a shit. I'm, I'm fired up, you know, however it falls, it falls, but 
you know, it's, it's open for me. You know, I've done, you know, crazy shit before, you know, we took chances on some guys. We took a chance on a guy named James Robinson and he's playing his ass off. So, you know, I'm kind of fired up, man. Let's go. Well, there he is. That's Doug Marone. I listen. I like it. I appreciate it. It's a, it's good on Doug's part. Look, there's a couple things. First of all, that has to, if you're going to be the coach of this football team, your job is to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Your job is to get out of the mud here. And by the way, if you're going to have any prayer at keeping this head coaching job, which would be your final one most likely in the NFL. I, like, I really believe that could be it. I, I'm not sure Doug was going to get it. Maybe he would have. He's still a young guy. But, you know, they're, they're going pretty young these days. They Brent. are. They're and going so, young these days. And I don't know if Doug's going to get another coaching job. That can be a story in just a little bit. We can expand on that. Mm-hmm. But. He knows, again, Doug is smart. He knows how the NFL works. He knows what he's up against here. And this is a great attitude to at least have. Go get it, man. Go try some stuff. Go figure some stuff out. I don't know what he's going to come up with. Mm-hmm. And that's the question. He he referred to a time, like I've done some crazy bleep before, was four days before he said he, he brought up this reference when he was at Syracuse. They changed their entire offense four days before the season. Yeah. And he said it worked well that year. It was his final year at Syracuse. Yeah. But then he's also said, like, before that, he was like, well, we, we just can't. We hear you out there. We just can't change everything. Like, you can't change your scheme because it takes a long time. Well, you did it in well, Syracuse. Well, here we go. Let's help Doug out. Let's help Uncle yeah. Doug out. Yeah. And, and, and say, what what can you seriously change? What kind of crazy bleep can you really do? Coming out of this second half at one and six. Well, so when he says the crazy bleep and he's outside the box thinking, when I first heard that, because I, I listened to a lot of that press conference earlier today, when I first heard that, I immediately went to going for it more on fourth down, um, maybe like onside kick, like crazy like special teams things, like things like that, which he's been known for in the past. He's kind of obviously with, of that. with Joe DiCamillis, who I think is one of the, the masterminds of you know creating new opportunities in terms of you know punt passes and like all that crazy stuff. So like that's what I think of when, when I hear that. I don't really think from a, a scheme standpoint because if they haven't changed, especially I'm talking about defense here, because if they haven't changed the defense now, like they're not going to do it. In a bye week, I think. Now, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they're, and he also kind of said too, he's going to tailor it more towards the defense I'm talking about. Going to tailor the defense more towards who they're playing. Shouldn't that have been the goal since day one? Yeah. You know, yeah. so like, I mean, I, I don't know if the, we you talked can, about that. In yeah, the past. we have I mean, talked about you that. You kind of, you are who you are and you don't change. Like, it, it's a chameleon league. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, you, you got to change. That's how Belichick's done so well. Yeah. They change. So are you going to change the scheme in one week or whatever during a bye week? Probably not. Let's be honest here. But maybe you throw some new wrinkles in. Maybe you go with what I've been trying to preach a little bit with more of a wide nine look, right? And maybe get Chase on feeling a little more comfortable out wide. Josh Allen, the same thing. Maybe you go that route. But I think it's more of just like analytic game flow things as a, as opposed to like the schematic stuff. Yeah, that's interesting. See, I already think he's gone for it a bunch on fourth down. I think he's done a lot of those things. That, that's yeah. aggressive. And and by the way, if you're then going to start rolling the dice on fourth and one in your own end and, and doing onside kicks, which don't even work anymore, and those kind of place fake punts mm-hmm. well that's a little bit of kamikaze and not crazy <laughs> you know that's like next level that's well, like okay we don't really care here we're just whatever backyard football but i get your point i just feel like that's more under the aggressive play and he's been an aggressive coach i mean yeah. he's gone for it quite a bit on fourth downs over the years even he's done fake punts before in the past that still has to line you can't just say you're going to do that that has to show itself mm. right they have to show that hey you have a look that we can run this against so i i 
I do think it's more scheme and personnel. I, I think now listen, he might be setting us up for a major disappointment, and he might not try much at all. He, they might run out of here on November eighth against Houston and be like, "Well, that was crazy, Doug. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was really crazy. Two runs to start yeah. the game and a third it's down like, pass for four yards like and punt. You know, for the coin toss that they've gone heads the whole year. I'm going tails. <laughs> yes. What? So I think he, in a way. He's given us some good material for the show today. But I do think in the real grand scheme of things, how many different ways can you play the game seven weeks into the year? The answer probably is not much. But the point being, they're going to take a look at all this. So if he doesn't mind mixing it up, what seriously can he do in reality? Okay, well, let's start with the top. Gardner Minshew, roll another QB in there. Even sporadically or all the time, could he do that? Sure. He could. Yeah. Right? From Luton to Glennon. You could put LaVisca back there a lot more at the quarterback position, like the Wildcat. You could seriously do more with LaVisca Chanel and not wait for the game to dictate it. Sure. Because I feel like, and I've said this for a while, the early part of the the LaVisca bingo got us rolling, and it was fun. But now it seems like unless there's a certain situation, game flow going on, where you're with, you know, whether it's second and four or it's a one-score game, it seems like they're a little unwilling to do some of the things they were doing the last few weeks. Well, and here's Doug Marone's point. He said he's going to evaluate, you know, every position and see where they're at. I mean, anytime LaVisca has got the ball, has he disappointed us yet, Brent? I would say no. I would say no. I mean, so listen, you you're asking, yes, there's been a negative play. He slipped well, the other day. I mean, no, so, yeah, but, but, but you know what I'm trying to say. No, he's right? been fun when to the watch. the ball is in his hands, usually good things, nine times out of ten, are probably going to happen. Positive the guy doesn't hit the ground. are going to happen. It's awesome he, to watch. He, he is untackleable, and that's a real word, and I'm making T-shirts. Well, and so, you know, I don't know if that's crazy, but it's a great focal point mm-hmm. to say, give him the ball. Right. I mean, give him the ball. Uh, do you try a few more trick plays or things? Not on fourth and one, please. Down in the, but do you try some of those things? That's again, that's aggressive and a little we're going to try some crazy stuff, a little backyard football stuff, maybe. But I'm thinking more. OK, could you change the QB? The thing about the QB is there's really not a dynamic difference between these QBs. Minshew is your dynamic guy. Like if you're already starting Luton or Glennon, well, mm-hmm. then you could bring in Minshew to do some fun stuff. Like I think he has a, diff- a little different skill set, not a big. It's not like he's Taysom Hill. Yeah. Right. It's not like he's Jalen Hurts. You're not going to utilize. Like if they had that guy on the roster, you could say, OK, I'll point to that. That's some crazy stuff. They're going to start yeah. using that more. Jacks don't seem to have that. I don't really think this is an offensive question. I have a defensive question. Okay. Do they potentially listen to the show and go off the wide nine a little bit more and get those guys on the field more and start utilizing their players that have certain skill sets and utilize those skill sets more than trying to fit them into what they do? It, could they do that? And, and you said it before, that's not a huge change. No. That's not, we need six practices, three weeks. San Francisco does it right now, right? And and they do it even when guys get hurt, like Bosa, obviously. L- losing Nick Bosa, how big of a blow is that to the, the 49ers defense? Have they really skipped a beat, really, on defense right now on the defensive line? Well, they've had some lulls, pretty good. They've but, had some lulls, yes. but I mean, watch that, that Patriots game. They're doing okay. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's a good point. Uh, so, but then I would say, the most drastic thing I think they could do is to really, we, we saw this we, we said, Caleb on Chason, Josh Allen, mm-hmm. uh, name your other guys. We, we heard the GM. We heard the coach. And then we heard the defensive coordinator kind of combat that and say, no, we're going to stick to our 4-3 scheme. Yeah. They said 3-4. They drafted 3-4. They said more principles of 3-4. 
We haven't seen anything three four. Like, mm-hmm. well, maybe you have. You you can pick that up well, more than my eyes. Yeah, like, I, mean, a, I mean, listen. There's all, look, every defense has wrinkles. There's a look so here. So you've or there. seen a look here or there, but nothing like that's concrete. And they even said they did a little bit of that last year. But yeah. I'm saying that doesn't jump. It's not out concrete. To me. No. Could they change to a three four coming out of the bye, and just totally mix it up? And my question is, I know that I know they have the personnel at the four spot. Can they do it with what they've got with the three spot? Because Gunter and Al Woods aren't here. So if you were going to run some of that stuff, you couldn't. You can't. Yeah. Can they do that with Devon Hamilton? Can they do something with Taven Bryant? Yeah. Do, no. you, do you think they could come no. out of this thing and we yeah. have a game at 1 o'clock against Houston on November 8th and they're coming out with a 3-4 look? Listen, the, the, the reason why I'm smiling at you because I feel like I'm going through ground, Groundhog's Day. I get it, right? I get because, it. Because, hey, I mean, no. Been Groundhog, Groundhog Day for 11, 12 <laughs> uh, years no, here, no, man. No, no, I understand, man. I get that. Um, to answer your question, obviously they have the defensive ends, the edge rushers to do it, and Chase on and Josh Allen. And obviously both those guys in college have played that position standing up. So, yes, from that position, they could definitely do it. From the interior, keep in mind, Devon Hamilton has played in a 3-4 before at Ohio State a little bit. Taven Bryan, you know, he, he played that big end technique a little bit. They've asked him to do different things. They'd have to ask him, obviously, to do something else. So well, whatever the heck they're asking Taven yeah. Bryan to do, he's not doing it no. well anyway. Hey, so and, try something else. And you're absolutely Play right Play receiver there. if you want. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, Dwayne Smoot, kind of the same thing, right, where – He's too big to be a, a true defensive end, I feel like, but he might be a little leaner to be an interior guy. Can you move him to the outside, play a 3-4 defensive end? Possibly. And Adam Gotsis, if I'm not mistaken, Adam Gotsis actually did play um, in a 3-4 in Denver, and then Vic Fangio came in, implemented his defense, and he didn't fit that system, if I'm not mistaken, because I'm pre- pretty sure before well, it was Vance Joseph, right? I think that's one of the reasons they didn't bring him back. Yeah, yeah that, that but, could be right. But I'm pretty sure he played in Vance Joseph's defense, mm-hmm. which is you know kind of a 3-4 with their running. So with that being said... Why not? Yeah, and keep in mind, they are also rolling guys like Doug Costin in there a bit. I don't know where he would fit, yeah. you know. But it, uh, they do get uh, Aaron Lynch. He's off yeah. the commissioner list. Is is he going to be ready to play in a couple weeks? I don't know, but that could be a factor. Yeah. Uh, you know, so they have these other bodies that we really don't even know a whole heck of a lot about. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know if it fits that mold where they could come out of here and be like, whoa, that's – that's 60, 70% now 3-4 because yeah. that fits our players better. No, I mean, it would be a lot to ask, I feel like, in in a week's time. Obviously, I've been calling for this since they drafted Josh Allen. I envisioned Josh Allen and Yannick Ngakwe on the edge. Unfortunately, that fell on deaf ears. But listen, I think going forward right now, and you look at who do you have on your defense that you're going to be, be key pieces going forward, well, who is it on the defensive line? It's Josh Allen, and it's Chase on. You know why? Because you drafted him in the first round. So you might as well maybe get a new wrinkle in there and see what they can do. And that new wrinkle could be a 3-4 because they're both accustomed to playing that. Yeah. Uh, be interesting because Devon Hamilton played well. So now do you want to start changing things up on a guy like that who just played well in the last game? Yeah. Or do you want to Listen, keep it rolling? I, I love a 3-4 defense, man. I would celebrate it. I would be ecstatic. But I'll settle for a wide 9 defense. And let's see what that looks like first. Bottom line is... It's hard to do crazy bleep in football. <laughs> in, in baseball, you can have a bullpen day or change your lineup. Yeah. You can't – it's hard to do that in football. Do we got yeah. a water boy who can maybe play linebacker? Now we're talking. We got one of those? At the end of the day, though, Brent, here's the cool thing, though. The wide nine, it's very simplistic. Yeah. It doesn't take much to, to operate. I would just love to see something different just on that side of the back ball. and go. Because yeah. you really have nothing to lose on defense. I mean, you really don't. Yeah. You're awful. Yeah. And there's no fix. Yeah. Try something else. Don't try another channel. We'll be back on ESPN 690.
Does your team have a leadership void? We're in the offensive line. Where you, just o- just uh, overall, where, when seriously, but, but seriously, seriously, where, where do you, where would you have a leadership void? Is it an experience void? Is it a talent void? Is it a leadership void? I'm not trying to be cute here. The answer is yeah. no. The answer is yeah. no. There's I'm asking. A, there's not a. Well, just shut up. And let me answer. No. <laughs> I want those interactions. Yeah. I want those interactions, man. Maybe Josh Allen will tell us to shut up later. Maybe. Could you describe this void? (laughs) That is Jerry Jones, and that was on 105.3 The Fan in Dallas. And you knew that was coming sometime, right? I mean, you knew something was boiling over soon enough. Mm -hmm. Ooh, baby. We said it yesterday. We almost want a live look in at Dallas Radio right now. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, I mean, it's, it's got to be uh, – bottom line is, should should Jacksonville Radio be the same? I don't know. The expectation's totally different. I uh, hate to say it, but we've done this dance before. Yeah. The Cowboys haven't done this kind of dance before. This is like – they've had major disappointment. And and the talk radio probably in Dallas is unbelievable when they have major disappointment. They can't win playoff games. Jacks have more playoff wins than them mm-hmm. in, in this century. Mm-hmm. Uh, but – this is like off the rails bad when you have paying guys hundreds of millions of dollars, some stars, and you get 142 yards and lose to, like, Washington. Yeah. And and some of the loss – heck, you could argue they shouldn't even have any wins, mm-hmm. uh, Dallas. So it's been bad. And, yeah, they have their – they certainly have an excuse without Dak Prescott, but that, that's it. That's when the excuses stop. Yeah. They have Andy Dalton. He's supposed to be better. They have defensive players that should be better. This isn't like you have 16 rookies on Dallas. This is totally different. Mm-hmm. So uh, – and the best part is they're still in the they're still in the right for the well, playoffs. And they're bro. still in the mix, yeah. yeah. Which which actually is probably beneficial to the the good thing about the pillow fight in the NFC East <laughs> is if you believe in Jags getting a, a a better pick. Yeah. Well, it's good that everybody's still going after it in the East, mm-hmm. and they're not like trading away players and getting rid of guys and unloading because you want them all to win four or five games. Yeah. You know whatever that takes some of the like Washington I thought was a team that you could certainly say might be. In the tank, mm-hmm. you know, and in the running to go get their next guy. They bench Dwayne Haskins. Well, now they've got two wins. They say they're going to chase the division. So I don't feel like that's part of it for them. I mean, I think they're going to end up with four wins in that bad division. Let me ask you this question. If you made a, a Pro Bowl team of only NFC East players <laughs> and you had them play against the NFC West, any team in the NFC West, any team, do they win that game? So a Pro Bowl list of the East. NFC East players. All together as one team. Yeah. And now the, the, the current rosters. Now I'm not talking about guys that are, are you know, that are. Yeah, are yeah, yeah. yeah. And then they play any team in the NFC West right now. Do they win that game? It's a legitimate question. Yeah, it is a legitimate question. It's a really good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, who's your quarterback? Wentz, right? Sure. Yeah. Gotta uh, be. Sorry, Jones. Sorry, Daniel. Yeah. I might run him as a running back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> true. Well, just don't, you know. Yeah. True. yeah. Uh, he, I don't think they do. Right. I mean, now, as a one-off, I don't think they do. I mean, yep. could they well, Could they play all four teams and probably beat them? Probably. Yeah, yeah, But, yeah, yeah it's a good call. Mm-hmm. I, like, I don't even know. I don't know Washington teams 
Washington's team that well. I, yeah, the I running mean, back's playing pretty well. The Gibson kid. The Gibson's kid's good. They got McLaurin's a good receiver. receiver. Um, they must yeah, be better Chase on Young's, defense. Yeah. Yeah, Chase Young, is he yeah. playing well? I think he's doing pretty well, yeah. I mean, do yeah. they have more than Chase Young on defense? Like, who else do they have? Uh, they, they had the cat from uh, Purdue, but I think he's sort of Kerrigan. And then they oh, have yeah, yeah. Uh, Sweat as well, the guy from Mississippi State okay, two years Sweat ago. playing all right? I mean, I, I can look up the I'm stats. I'm just saying, their defense know. has been pretty good. Correct. Like, yeah. their defense over... Now, they're defensive guys. They got Rivera, and they got Jack yeah. Del Rio. Yeah. And so, I guess it's not totally surprising mm-hmm. uh, that they have that. But, all right, uh, other things in the NFL real quick. Uh, Des Bryant to the Ravens. Boy, the Ravens are going all in. Now, he's on the practice squad, mm-hmm. but the Ravens are all in. Yeah. Are they good enough to be all in? Because... Th- the crazy thing is, coming off last year, my concern goes to their offense a little bit now. Yep. Doesn't it? No, without a doubt. And listen, with, with Des Bryant, all due respect to Des Bryant, he's obviously on the back nine of his yeah. career. Right? So how much influence is he, he going to have in this team in terms of play and productivity? Probably not that much. So the, the, the Des Bryant thing does really nothing for me. Now, the Antonio Brown thing does something for me. But Des Bryant, nah. Yeah. Speaking of Antonio Brown, yeah. I mean, how much does it do for you? I mean, listen, you have Chris Godwin out this week now, supposedly with like a toe injury, something like that. Um, when the receivers are healthy, there's some of the best receiving core in the league. But when they're hurt, obviously, they're like everybody else. So Antonio Brown gives you that depth. It gives you that that uh, that slack guy, too, you can put there. I mean, it's only going to make him better. And obviously, Tom Brady is a huge advocate of Antonio Brown. So if Tom Brady's happy, the Buccaneers should be happy. Who's more all-in? Ravens with what they've done now? Yeah. Or the Bucks with what they've done? I think you got to go with the Ravens because with Antonio Brown, it wasn't really much of a of a risk. Let's say now it could be a culture risk, but they can always get rid of that guy, yeah. right? Well, I think with the Ravens, you get Yannick Ngakwe, right? Uh, you, you trade for him, like uh, all the trades that they've accomplished, you know, that they've gone through with Clayus Campbell, even like all the trades that they've been through, like that shows me that they're in it to win it right now. Yeah, uh, it is interesting. If Antonio Brown can't get it done here, he's done in Tampa. You talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Does he get a like a fifth chance to find define getting it done? Well, like, if, you think if, if he gets in trouble in two again? weeks, like if they're like, hey, this isn't a fit. We, sorry, Tom. Oh yeah, but yeah, this isn't a fit. We got to get rid of him. Yeah, Pro- I, I, Brent, I say that, but like, I, I'm not sure. I mean, I have to see him play how he looks out there on the field. But I'm just saying, this listen, league is Oakland always starting. Sorry, Bond. New England said sorry. Yeah, but, 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 Tampa no, but, come hey, and say sorry. But, yeah, but let's be fair though. His time in New England wasn't because of his lack of productivity. He had a great first game. So he got in trouble. Well, I know. Yeah, yeah. But, but this is my point. Where I don't think the skills in the field are going to diminish. So he's always going to have a chance because I feel like if he still has the skill set, a team will always take a chance on him because they're desperate. College game day going to Augusta National. What will that look like? Tiger, the guest picker. That would be pretty cool. Burrow or Murray? Jason Fitz from ESPN joins us next on ESPN 690.